Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 79 and it is Tuesday, June 20th, 2017. I am your host, Victor Romoyo, and with me, as always, is the social media chair and my co-host, cohort, Carl Bird. What up? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And we once again, we are on Facebook Live. Um, I um, this, is a, this is actually, if you're watching this on Facebook Live, this is our second uh, take on, on our Facebook live stream. Uh, we do want to, want to apologize because on our first take, uh, thankfully it was only like 10 minutes in, we did have some audio issues where people could see us, but they could not hear us. Can you guys hear us? All right, I can hear you now, punks. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> and who do we have with us on the chat? Uh, so far, it's Jen and Freddie just joined. So All what's right. going on, y'all? Hey, 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 hello, Freddie. Hello, Jen. Thank you for joining us on the stream. Um, yeah, this is a, this is the joys of having a podcast. You know, going on Facebook Live and this technology sometimes shit doesn't go your way, but you you, you power through, you, you work out the kinks, and we try to deliver some content for you fine lot. I wish always. you guys could have heard Victor the amount of swearing Victor just did while we was going through all this. Yeah, man. Like uh, when we were having the audio issues here, I was dropping mad f bombs and c bombs like a sailor, and a little too much. I know, you know, li- listen, listen. You can do some meditation or something. Maybe I should, you know, I was thinking about doing some meditation, actually. Okay, I got a book for you for that. Is it, is it like transcend, trans, transcendental med- meditation? Kind of. Or is kinda, it like sort of. Buddhism? No. No? Just just general garden variety meditation? Yes. Okay, I, I'll, 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 I'll give it a go because, like, you know, I, I do curse like a sailor. I mean, don't, I mean, my mom taught me how to curse when I was five, so there's that. <laughs> but, um. not. She really did, but uh, <laughs> well, not directly. But my mom, ha- my mom does swear like a champion. So that she I just seem like that type. Oh, she is. She is. Hi, mom. Damn. But uh, but anyway, it's therapy. But uh, listen, <laughs> we all have our quirks. All right. I don't need therapy. I'm not going to be all medicated up like like millions of zombies in this country. But anyway, you said you had to be medicated up. Damn. I'm just saying, like you know, how people say therapy, like they're really implying that oh, you really need to, you really need to pop some pills to, to even even your temperament out. No, you just need some damn therapy. <laughs> Whatever, man. You know what? Look, the only therapy I need is if it comes in a shot glass. But anyway, Mr. Bird, <laughs> what have you been up to, my friend? All right. Well, um, I actually started. I finally got a chance to start watching Orange Is the New Black season five. Okay. Um, I'm eight episodes in by now, and I like what I see so far. Mm. Um, it has its ups and downs, but it's been a very crazy, hectic season. You know, picked up from the last from the, um, the last season where um, the inmate Pusey was killed, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, like you know, they're just raging, and then they riot. Yeah. You know, and then the season ends where Daya has um has one of the guards. At gunpoint. Oh, Humphreys, that douchebag. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so then, um, and it just it basically just picks up right from there. So basically, we waited a whole year just to see what happens like the next minute. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't really want to get too into it because I don't want to spoil it for anybody who doesn't who hasn't watched it yet. I mm-hmm. uh, know. Get. I'll give us about. Two, three more weeks or so, yeah. and then we'll just go into a full blown review whether you watch it or not. Hurry up and catch up at least. Absolutely. What are your thoughts on it? Because I know you started watching it as well. Yeah, man. Like before, before we started uh, this this episode, I was just binge watching the whole the well, not the whole season, but I have two episodes left. 
pretty much the whole season. And- yeah, because I started last night, and yeah, um, yeah I, 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 I decided to skip Monday Night Raw and just watch Orange is, is a New Black, and um, I'm really loving what I see. Like, this is still one of my uh, uh, fit my top 10 favorite shows my top five actually damn made it to the top five yeah um and uh i i really like where this season is going it's like i find it interesting that this season like it immediately follows the aftermath of the fourth season like you said yes and it only takes place within a span of a few days right and uh, we were talking about this um, in our first uh, take of this episode but yes frida is about that life i told you yo she she shocked me in a lot of ways and i'm just mm-hmm. like you know what I can't underestimate that old lady. Yeah, she's she, about it. Yeah, she is like the MacGyver of this of the show. That's for sure. Um, so you yeah, had made a face there. Who was that? No, this is my old friend Ben. I used to work with. What's going on, Ben? I haven't seen you in forever. So, oh, that's what's up. But yeah, Frida, she's about that life. And when we get into our full fledged review of the show of the season, then we'll talk more about that. Um, I really like the direction of where this this series is headed. I, I noticed that there is a f- there's fewer flashbacks uh, this season than previous. Yeah, ones. I always like the flashbacks, but there are fewer this time. And one thing I also like too is like Piper's just no longer the main character now. Yeah, that's that's it, it's more about everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like more of an ensemble uh, yeah. piece. But yeah, man, Orange is the New Black. If you've seen the previous four seasons, get on season five if you haven't started. We will talk about this uh, show in full with spoilers in the next couple of weeks. There you go. Yep. So um, also, uh, this Sunday was uh, the WWE Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. It was trash. Let's move on. All right. <laughs> So um yeah that's it. So uh, I also started um I also listened to uh the latest album from SZA uh, her control album. Now the, the, for those who don't know SZA is um she's an artist, she's an R&B artist on uh Talk Do- Top Dog Entertainment, you know, he, she's label mates with uh Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. And um it's actually I think it's her de- I think it is actually is her debut album. Uh, I know she's had some mixtapes before mm-hmm. and a couple of writing credits. I know one of them is um Feeling myself with Beyonce and Nicki Minaj, mm. so um, but the album is actually pretty good. I liked it. I won't. I mean, I have to give it a couple more listens because I listened to it while I was in the gym, mm. so I couldn't really focus too much on it. But uh, one song I, that stood out to me that I actually did like was uh, is a song called um, "The Weekend," mm-hmm. which basically is about she is basically owning the fact that she is a side chick. Huh. Like she would pleasure a man only on the weekends, mm-hmm. and the other girl is the main course, who is basically Monday through Thursday. Okay, I mean that's an interesting concept. I mean, I don't know of any women who take pride in being a side piece, like the supporting character instead of the main event. I'm sure there are some out there. I'm not trying to single them out, but I'm sure they're out there. Perhaps, perhaps. I mean, like your thirst traps on Instagram and what and such. Maybe so, maybe no. Hey, just hey. out there. Yeah. <laughs> now, SZA, question, like, is she part of the Wu-Tang Clan? No. No? No. Because it's like S-Z-A. Yeah, like, I, I see where you're getting that. Yeah. Just no. Okay. Nah. Oh. Cool. <laughs> Anything else, Bird? Um. Oh, yeah. And I, uh, if you uh, follow us on Twitch... um. I streamed uh, my first playing of the Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale game. Mm. Um, it's actually pretty. Good. It's good if you like the mo- If you like the movies, I found I love the first one. 
found the second one enjoyable. Um, you'll love the game. You'll like the game. Yeah, okay. um, it has the same. It has the same quality. The same. Um, Jesus. Christ. Like the same narrative gameplay. Yes, yep. same elements. Uh, has the comedy, the music, action, bright lights that you hate. Oh, so. Da- I don't hate bright lights. You hate everything. You love darkness. Listen, man, you got to stop. Look, I'm not a big. I'm not as big of a hater as you and a couple other people think I am. All right, I have joy in my life. Your track record shows. Whatever, man. Have a brighter track record. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so um, yeah, if you uh, if you enjoy the movies, I definitely recommend that you do uh, get the game. If you just enjoy Telltale games, period, then I also recommend that you do uh, get this game as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, indeed. And so, you, and you have played the other Telltale games? Just a game, just the Game of Thrones. But I other than, I've heard nothing but good from the other um, Telltale games. You know, such titles like The Walking Dead mm-hmm. and the um, and the Batman Telltale as well. Nice. So, um, like I said, if you're a fan of Telltale games or Guardians of the Galaxy, get on it. Okay, indeed. Yeah, like I've, I've played uh, the first season of The Walking Dead for the Telltale, and I have a yeah. uh, uh, season two. Which I downloaded for free from PlayStation Plus, but I haven't right. played that yet. Yeah, get on it. You'll okay. enjoy it. Nice. Anything else? No, nope, that's it. All right, that's what's up. Uh, what about you? Well, as for me, um, just a few things um, on the wrestling front. Uh, besides the uh, trash fire that was Money in the Bank, okay. I did watch a good, no, a great wrestling match last week. Um, it was from New Japan Pro Wrestling from their Dominion show. And uh, it was between um, the current IWGP ch- heavyweight champion, uh, Kazuchika Okada, versus Kenny Omega. All right. Part two. And uh, this match was, wow. If, if you're a fan of not, not just uh, J- Japanese pro wrestling, but just pro wrestling in general, this match told a hell of a story. Uh, Okada being the, the current champion. Omega's been chasing him for months trying to get that belt. And it was just 60 minutes of some fine pro wrestling. Just great storytelling back and forth. Okay. Um, I, thought it, I thought Omega would, would pull, the, pull the big W. Um, you even had the Bullet Club come out. You had Cody Rhodes. He came out. He was about to throw in the towel on uh, uh, Kenny Omega's behalf. Um, uh, there was like one uh, spot, interesting spot where um, Okada, his, his signature move is the Rainmaker. It's yeah. like a... It's kind of like what Seth Rollins like take on it only only instead of like a knee, Okada does like a, a lariat. Oh, okay. And uh, when he tried to hit the move on uh, on Omega, Omega was just so beat down and so tired that like when he turned him around to give him the lariat, Omega just like f- collapsed on his knees in a heap, just tired, just spent. And tor- and at the very end of the match, um, Okada hits him with yet another rainmaker, and he's spent like he's just like the 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 the, the strength has just like gone out of his body, and he's like crawling towards him, and like the and the countdown is on like two minutes, one minute, thirty seconds, and o- Omega's I mean o- Okada's like crawling to Omega, just trying to pin him for the one two three, and just when he's about to pin him, the time expired. Oh damn! And both men just wrestled to a no contest draw, so Okada is still the champion. But that was a hell of a match, man. Like, you should definitely catch it. It's on. It's online. Okay. Um, in, in full, and, and uh, you can also watch part one of that match too. Part one of their rivalry, which was on uh, Wrestle Kingdom eleven this past January. All right. Like, um, like those those two match tell a complete tale. And like, man, like th- there's been so much uh, uh, hype between uh these two athletes, and for good reason. A lot of people want to see Omega in WWE, and even Okada as well. But man, yo. 
if you're a fan of pro wrestling, forget Money in the Bank. Watch Omega vs. Okada Part 2. That's hottest of fires right, in wrestling. Hottest of fires. Right. Yes. Anything else? Um, I've also been uh, uh, catching up on some older movies uh, as right. of late. Um, I kind of took a break from binge-watching besides Orange is New Black. Um, I did watch a movie that you let me borrow, the 2010 comedy, The Other Guys. Fucking right. I, I've, been, I've been wanting to hear this for like a week. Go ahead. Uh, the Other Guys is a film starring Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, mm-hmm. and it's directed by, written and directed by Adam McKay. And uh, this film is like a buddy cop a comedy uh, with uh, starring Will Ferrell uh, a, a, as uh, Alan Gamble, who's like this hoity-toity, like kind of uptight, straight, straight arrow, square of a dude, this nerd. He's a forensic accountant. And Mark Wahlberg plays Terry Holtz, his, his, um, or Terry Hoyt's rather, his partner, who has some deep-seated resentment and anger from being at a shit job and having shit assignments. And they're not go- going at getting anywhere. And uh, they have to team up, and they have to um, go after this uh, this high profile white collar criminal played by Steve Coogan, who's in, is, who's involved with some shady financial schemes and cr- and crime. Uh, this movie was hilarious as hell, man. I told you, and you know what? You can watch it more than once, and it just gets funnier and funnier. Yeah, like um, I will definitely be adding it to my collection. Um, I really liked uh, uh, the fe- I really liked the the, the part where. Um, uh, Will Ferrell's character was recounting his story, his pimp story of being Gator. Gator, um, where he was—he uh, wasn't really <laughs> like a, a Gator. Well, uh, technically, he wasn't really a pimp. He, he was a pimp. I mean, he was just trying to help out a friend. He was just like starting a dating service in college because his friend, his, his girlfriend at the time, was you know he just was dating guys for money, and like he would collect a percentage. And like, oh shit, Keeble's on. Keeble, that was my old—that's my old breakdancing teacher, man. What's going on, brother? All right, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. And you know, like you know, you know, he was just trying to help out a friend. You know, he was going developing a stable of women. You know, that were you know going on this dating service. You know, they would get money for dates. They kick back some money to uh, Will Ferrell's Gator character. He was a pimp. No, he wasn't a pimp. Were you even paying attention to what I was saying? Like, yes, yeah, he, he was a pimp. Like he was just trying to help out a friend, though. He I was mean, a pimp. I mean, um, uh, I was. Uh, I mean, that that was that was pretty hilarious. Um, also, uh, Michael Keaton, though, he was actually pretty hilarious <laughs> as their captain. <laughs> like, 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 he, like, not only was he like, up, Jelana? <laughs> like, he was unknowingly dropping TLC references to the film. Oh, that was probably one of the funniest things, though. He's like, if, he's like, if you want to do this thing, you have to do it quietly. You yeah. got to creep. Like, <laughs> And don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> like there was this one scene that had me dying, where um, Will Ferrell he's in his full Gator mode. He busts into his the captain's office. He's like Gator needs his gat, you punk bitch. He just gives it to him. He's like sidetracked. He's like, oh well, here. Like he just gives it to him. Like he just asked for a stapler. And um and of course you know exactly if you have a stable, you're a pimp. Shout out to Gator. Okay, <laughs> all right, I stand corrected. And but but I will say that the the, the one part that kind of. I mean, I, I I found it hilarious, but you know what? I was just shaking my head in disgust. Dirty, Dirty Mike, Mike and the and boys. The boys. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's see what this who this Dirty Mike and the boys is about. And then when I saw it, I'm like, God damn, this is fucking repulsive and disgusting. I loved it. I loved it though. I mean, the things that he described of what he did in Will Ferrell's Prius was it the soup kitchen. You don't want to <laughs> listen. You don't want to know what the soup kitchen is. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. If you're curious, just watch the film. But. But man, uh, the the other guys, it's right now. 
It's a hilarious film. Yes, I will be adding it to my collection. I thank you for recommending it to me. I can't believe I slept on that film. I should have watched it in theaters. It would have been in my 2010 uh, top 10 favorite films of that year. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a really good the, film. Did you like the bribe scene? Uh, the bribe scene. What, what was the where they break into Urshan's office and then he just bright he gives him with water and the water was like excellent. Oh yeah, and he like like they bust into his office like three separate times. He gives him like tickets to shows and whatnot. <laughs> it's like have you been have you been bribed again? And they go right back into his office and it's like the same pattern. Yeah, and then he's like, okay, two glacier ones. He's like, no, no more water. I was looking forward to having the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, it, it's it's a it's a really good film. Adam McKay, he really did a a good job. And 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 what a, also another thing that I found interesting too was that the whole financial crime uh, uh scheme or plot definitely tied into his uh, Oscar winning film, The Big Short. Yeah. Which it kind of felt like this was like a comedic pilot or precursor to that film. Could've which Could've which Adam McKay did win an Oscar for for adapted screenplay. But yeah, the other guys, check it out. A uh, really cool film. And uh real quick, a uh, real quick uh, recommendation and old- you and hot ladies. You know what? <laughs> that's 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 the thing though, like I I didn't expect his wife to be Eva Mendez. Like he was like describing his wife as like he's he was describing his wife as a plain Jane and then you saw Eva Mendez, I'm like, What? Bye Sheila. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bye, Sheila. Go to house, Terry. Bye, Sheila. <laughs> Thank you, Sheila. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg was just like hypnotized, just mesmerized, as any man would be or woman. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Besides that, uh, another quick uh, movie recommendation I do recommend, and shout out to uh, Jen, friend of the show. Uh, an older film which came out in '96. It's a drama called Sleepers. I don't know if you've heard of it or have seen it. Uh, it stars a uh, Rob. Sleepers. It familiar. Yeah, it's with uh, Robert De Niro, uh, Kevin Bacon, Jason Patrick, uh, Brad Pitt. Okay, I think and I remember hearing about it. I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, it's like it's and like. Jen a, said you never saw Sugar Hill. For shame. Listen, okay. L- for shame. Look, man. We'll, well, we'll get to that in a second, but right, go ahead. but Sleepers, it's a it's a very good film. It's a, it's a drama which is supposedly based on a true story, but um, but it's been it's been disputed. Um, but it's a it's a story about uh, four four boys uh, living in New York City. Uh, they get sent to this um, this all boys boarding school for like this really terrible crime. And once they're in this boarding school, all four boys are subjected to this horrific abuse, uh, sexual and physical and mental abuse by Kevin Bacon, who's like one of the perverted w- pedophile wardens there. And uh, and the film fast forwards like uh, twenty years later, or roughly twenty years later, where they're all adults, and they all decide on some on some level, some level to get revenge on Kevin Bacon and and all the wardens that did that did that shit to them. And Robert De Niro plays this priest who's been looking out for these boys. He's like a very good father figure. It's like he's been supporting them, looking out for them, looking out mm-hmm. for their best interests. And it's it's a it's a it's a really good it's a really good film, really good story. Um, uh, the veracity of which is disputed. Um, the, the author of the uh, the book that the film is based on, uh, what's his name, um, Lorenzo Carcerarum, um, he said that he said that the story is true, but um, uh, New York uh, government authorities have disputed the uh, the validity of it, validity of it, mm-hmm. because it does make authorities look bad, particularly the uh, people who ran that uh, alleged boarding school. Right. Um, but names and situations were changed. But yes, yeah, Sleepers. It's a really good film. Uh, check it out. Uh, one of the most underrated films I've seen from the '90s. Okay. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, no, nah, that's pretty much it. All yeah. Right. I don't want no scrubs. Yeah. What's with no scrubs? Like, what? What? Why are you talking about scrubs? Like, you t- you talking about like the the stuff that nurses wear? What, what, that doesn't make any sense. Why, why, why I don't you want, want no that? scrubs, man. 
All right, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, well, besides besides all of that, uh, we do have some uh, some some news and items of interest to get into. Um, Carl, you want to kick us a, off? It's a lot. It is. It is a lot. Yeah, quite a quite a bit. Quite all a right, bit. So for you old school gamers out there, Atari is returning to console to the console business. Mm. The company released a teaser video for a new for a new system called the Atari Box. The system will be based on PC technology, and the video suggests that the console will will sport a wood grain design similar to classic Atari systems. Atari's last console was the Atari Jaguar, which was released in 1993, something that we will definitely get into later on in this episode. Mm. Yeah, the Atari box. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing uh, what Atari's going to bring uh, to the console market. Um, I got to see what they deliver first, because... Yeah. Atari Jaguar was, was pretty... I'll get into that later yeah, on. Yeah, we'll get into that. Um... And besides, you know, you know, uh, Jen being in front of the show, she's a retro gamer, so I'm pretty sure that's right up her alley. Um, the Atari box, you know what? That's right, Victor. Yeah. Wait, not Victor. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm about to get in trouble for this. Shout-outs to Freddy. DBZ Life. That's all. All right, cool. <laughs> all right, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the Atari box. Ooh, um to catch some hell. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, IGN posted a video of it. It was like a brief teaser video, which which showed um, a brief glimpse of the console. I mean, Watch it again. Yeah, if it, if it does sport that same similar design, that wood grain classic design from the 80s, then, I don't know, maybe they'll have like a maybe like a virtual console thing where they have all their old games on that console as well. Probably be, yeah, like I said, they'll probably be able, it'll probably just be backwards compatibility. Yeah, indeed. And hey, you know what? Now new generations of gamers can finally play E.T. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, uh, other, other, other news. Yep, uh, just like you mentioned, Jen. She, she's a retro gamer. She can't wait for that game. Yeah. But yeah. Um, she buy it for me, Jen. Word. She won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other news here um, for you anime fans. Uh, there is going to be a season three of Attack of T- Attack on Titan, and that comes out next year. Uh, season two of Attack on Titan is currently streaming on Hulu. Now, have you uh, managed to catch up with the show at all? I started, and I just never got around to to finishing it. You know, same here. Like, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't started the. I've the heard nothing actually. but good things, and I'm very eager to watch it. I just haven't got around to do it. Just something always, ca- something always else, just you know, kind of catches my attention, and then I'm like, all right, I'll put Attack on Titan on the back burner, yeah, and then I'll catch, you know, I'll, you know, catch up with it eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll get around to it eventually. Like maybe sometime during the summer. I did enjoy the first season. I hope season two doesn't end on an unsatisfying note, but. Even if it does, at least we do have season three to look forward to next year. There you go. Yeah. Go. All right. More details on your, on your game, The Shadow of Colossus Remake. Yes. So, Sony confirmed that the upcoming PS4 version coming out in 2018 is a complete remake of the original game, as all the, asset, all the assets are being redone, including more, a more modern control scheme. Blue Point Games is developing a remake. They previously developed HD remasters of Ico and Shadow of the Colossus for the PS3. Yeah, um, you know, I'm like we did kind of touch on this a little bit with the E3 episode last week, but I am looking forward to uh, this uh, whole wholly new remaster, well, remake of Shadow of the Colossus. Um, if it, you know, if it's like a more uh, complete version with like modernized controls and without the frame rate issues of the previous versions, mm-hmm. I'll be I'll be all for it. No, but come to think about, it, I actually remember. I think I kind of remember playing the demo. Oh, really? Of the original game. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. 
Yeah. Not enough for me to want to go buy it, but it was cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I will say that like if you haven't played it, um, it it is worth checking out. But with this uh, remake coming out, then you, sh- you could definitely hold out until that one comes out. All right. Um, yeah. Another news: um, Adam West's final Batman film is coming out later this year. Uh, the late great Adam West, who did pass away uh, last week, uh, he completed vocal recordings uh, several months ago for the upcoming DC animated film Batman versus Two Face. And the film will feature Burt Ward reprising his role as Robin and Julie Newmar reprising her role as Catwoman uh, from the 60s show. And interestingly, William Shatner will be starring in this film as Harvey Dent slash Two-Face, which is mad interesting. William Shatner. Two-Face wasn't even in the original, in the 60s Batman, wasn't he? No, he wasn't. Oh. So this will be like the the debut character of Two-Face in the Adam West Batman universe. Um, and Batman vs. Two-Face will be released on DVD and Blu-ray later this year. All right. Yeah. All right. Next up, Jessica Chastain is set to play a villainous role in X-Men Dark Phoenix. Chastain is currently in negotiations to play Lalandra, Le- the empress of the Shi'ar Empire, who leads the quest to imprison and execute Dark Phoenix slash Jean Grey, played by Sophie Turner. Mm-hmm. Who plays on um, Game of Thrones, whose name is Escape? Who was uh, Sansa Sans- Stark? Sansa, yep. Yep. Okay, and James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, Nicholas Holt, and Jennifer Lawrence will be reprising their roles and possibly, probably going to take place in the 90s. Yeah. That crazy X-Men universe. What's up, nephew? My nephew, uh, Julia, was watching. Hey, man, welcome to the show. Um, you know, Jessica Chastain, I think she's a she'll be a wonderful addition to the X-Men universe. Um, although... Like like we mentioned, these characters don't age for some reason. Yeah. Even though this one takes place what what thirty years after, <laughs> what uh, first class. Yeah, first class was the sixties. Days of Future Past was the seventies. Yep. Apocalypse was the eighties, and yeah, Phoenix nineties. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They really got to reboot this X Men franchise, if you ask me. Uh, yeah. And uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, even Deadpool said he's like, "We're gonna take you to the professor, McAvoy or Stewart." The timeline's so confusing. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I'm I'm interested in seeing what Jessica Chastain will bring to the X Men universe. Right. Um, although I, if 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 we if we did a reboot, I would have cast her as the new Jean Grey. But that's just me. Hey, you're entitled to your opinion. Yeah, yeah, she's a she's a really good actress. Um, other uh, other uh, sad news, unfortunately, um, John G. Avildsen uh, passed away recently. Uh, he was the uh, Oscar-winning director of the classic 1976 film Rocky, starring Sylvester Stallone. Uh, Avildsen uh, passed away uh, last Friday, June 16th, in L.A. Uh, after battling pancreatic cancer. Uh, he was 81. Uh, Avildsen also directed also directed the first three Karate Kid films. And uh, as well as Rocky Five in 1990, we won't talk about that. And Lean on Me in 1989, starring Morgan Freeman. Love Lean on Me. Oh yeah, man, that that was a really good film. I I, I do watch it like I do watch like the YouTube clips from time to time, um, especially Morgan Freeman as Joe Clark. Yes, when he's uh, when he's lecturing that kid Sims on the roof. <laughs> you smoke crack. You smoke crack, don't you, boy? Look at me, boy. Don't you smoke crack? <laughs> I was like, what if the real Joe Clark's still alive? That's a good I think question. He is. Hmm, yeah, it's like if it's like, I say, it's like go on and jump. I say if you're gonna kill yourself, don't fuck around with it. Go on and do it expeditiously. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, hell of a film and hell of a director too, man. Rocky, of course, it's a classic. Still, yeah. Rocky One, still the best of the Rocky films in my view. I agree. Yeah, and Creed is a close second. 
Um, Jessica as Jean Grey will be badass. My friend Nick Lowry agrees with you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Shout out to Nick watching all the way from California. Oh, welcome, Nick, to the show. Yep. All right. So now John, Wilk, John Wick's prequel TV series in development. Writer and director Ch- Damn. Ch- Chaz, Chaz Stileski. There you go. Is reported is is working on a prequel TV series called The Continental, which will de- expand on the cl- the clan side world of Clan- the John Wick films and clandestine. Clandest. Oh shit. Uh, want, clandestine. Me to take- <laughs> want me to take this one? All right. All right so apparently, there's going to be a, a prequel John Wick television series. It's going to be called The Continental, and it takes place in the clandestine word for the day world of the john wick films it's going to focus on the uh, global series of continental hotels uh which cater to assassins uh Stileski says that the tv series can focus on other figures in the continental such as the uh, consigliere the concierge uh the sommelier and others uh, keanu reeves may also make an appearance in the film although the series will not focus exclusively on his character and there's no word on a release date for the show as of yet now you have yet to see John Wick. I do. Right. So I won't say much, but I will say that if you're a fan of grade A action films and headshots, mad headshots, then John Wick is up your alley. I love the two films. I cannot wait for part three to come out. Um, on principle, I am against prequels, but I will make an exception to this one because, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's just such a cool universe. Like just a ho- just the idea of a hotel filled with assassins, yeah, and not? like, yeah. why not? And like they can't they can't conduct any any of their business in the hotel, otherwise they'll be excommunicado, um, or they'll face really severe consequences. It's a really cool universe, man. I sure. I can't wait for it. And right. yeah, go on. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. So uh, Batman: Master of the Phantasm finally coming to Blu-ray. The Blu-ray comes out July in July next month the yep. next couple of weeks mm-hmm. i guess with a 1080p remaster with both the original 16 by 9 aspect ratio and the 4 by 3 ratio yep. more important question is mm-hmm. is it coming out in 4k <sighs> N- no it's not coming out, I don't think it's coming out in 4K, but with a with a film like Mask of the Phantasm it's not how how different is it going to look in 4K I mean, be happy that we're getting a 1080p remaster of this classic film. Have you even seen Mask of the Phantasm? I watched it years ago. Okay, because if you haven't seen it, I would tell you to burn in hell. (laughs) But yeah, Mask of the Phantasm, it is, in my view, one of the best Batman films ever made, animated or live action. Um, I know I will watch. I will watch John Wick soon. Yes. ASAP. Cowboys Nation, stand up. I don't know about all that, but okay. Listen, you got to rep. All right, yeah, rep your team. At least it's not the trash Patriots. Um, also, and some other um, rather c- bullshit news, I call it. Not bullshit because it's fake, but bullshit because it's ridiculous. Um, there's going to be an Assassin's Creed Origins special edition for $800. Apparently, Ubisoft is actually selling an $800 limited edition of the game, of which 1,000 copies will be made. And what are you going to get for this $799.99 value? Well, you're going to get a 28.7-inch statue of Bayek, who's the protagonist of the game. You're going to get a collector's certificate of authenticity. We all love those. Two. Two exclusive AC Origins steelbooks. There you go. 
I don't know how you can have two steelbooks of the same game in one package. Whatever. Um, four lithographs signed by the Ubisoft Montreal studio artists, an art book, t- the official soundtrack, the season pass, and the printed map of the game. Boom. I will say this, though, before we move on. I don't care if you make... That's a lot of money. <laughs> For real. Ubisoft bad enough like they're bad enough like they're they're with their with their shady business practices with their down, graphical downgrades of games and whatnot. I don't care if you make six figures or close to it, or if you're a millionaire, <laughs> or if you're a millionaire. Hold on, or a billionaire. If you spend eight hundred dollars on this so-called special edition, or eight or eight hundred dollars on any game, you're an asshole. You're a certified asshole. You need psychiatric care. And you need to get smacked the fuck up. And if you spend $800 for the special edition, you are part of the problem. (laughs) You are not part of the solution. You are part of the problem of AAA developers getting away away with this type of bullshit. Well, Well, Nick Lowry says for $800, that shit better come with Michael Fassbender. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Shit. Hell, the, I love our Facebook Live audience. You know, for eight hundred dollars, it should come up Michael Fassbender and Marion Cotillard. Shit. <laughs> I mean, good God. <sighs> okay, let, let, let's move on. Let's move on. I'll, 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 I'll let I'll let you take this one. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll, this I'll, one's more near and dear to your heart, so I'll let you take that one. Yes. Um. Near and de- near and dear to my heart, right here. Just to just to move on. Um. We do have some rather. Rather unfortunate news here. Uh, Sir Daniel Day-Lewis, one of the greatest actors of our generation, is retiring from the acting game. Uh, The 60-year-old actor, who is the only three-time Best Actor Oscar winner in history, is retiring after a near 40-year-long career from acting, according to Variety. Uh, He's known for his intense method dedication to his roles. Uh, Day-Lewis won his first Academy Award in 89 with My Left Foot, following the uh, 2007 film There Will Be Blood, his second Oscar, and his third Oscar in Steven Spielberg's film Lincoln, in which he plays masterfully plays the 16th president, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, Day-Lewis also starred in other great films such as Gangs of New York, In the Name of the Father, The Crucible, The Boxer, A Room with a View, and The Unbearable Lightness of Being. Uh, His final film, uh, called Phantom Thread, which is his second collaboration with Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, is scheduled to hit theaters on December 25th, 2017, and will be his swan song of an illustrious career of great, awesome, classic roles. Well, we all know who's going to be in the theaters to see that. It will certainly be me. Um, man, I, I got to say, man, Daniel Day-Lewis, like like I said, he's like a, a, a global icon and an international treasure of acting. Like, like his, his roles are just incredible. Like, you've seen Gangs of New York, right? Yeah. Like, Build a, build a Butcher Cutting, uh, uh, Daniel Plainview and There Will Be Blood, Abraham Lincoln, uh, Christy, uh, uh, Christy Brown and My Left Foot. Uh, those are those are those are iconic roles, man. And mm. man, is but hey, it's it's a it's a it's a hell of a career, man. Three. Yeah, well, I mean, retiring at sixty. I mean, look at Betty White still going. She's like ninety, what four? Yeah, but still, man, if you're gonna go out, go out on top. I mean, three, three Oscars to his name. You know, yeah, Nick no, said he should have won for Gangs of New York. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Was he na- was he nominated? Yeah, he was nominated for best actor, but um, Adrian Brody won that year for the pian- pianist in two thousand two. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, I, I agree. Day Lewis should have gotten that Oscar too. He would have right. been a four time winner. But yeah, but yeah, Day Lewis, man, hell of a career. You're the man. Hey, more power to him. Yep. Is he sick? No, he's not sick at all. Like he's like, mm-hmm. like he's just, he's known as for being very selective for his roles, so you don't see him in movies too often. Oh, okay. But when he picks a role, it's like it it's hits. Dead okay. Yeah. All right, and uh, final, uh, finally, in our news and headlines, uh, Prodigy, one half of the hip hop duo Mob Deep, has uh, passed away today. He was mm-hmm. hospitalized in Las Vegas after a Mob Deep performance for a complication caused by his sickle cell anemia, for a disease that he's been battling since he. Since he was a child, mm-hmm. so um, highly unfor- shocking and unfortunate news. Like when I got the news on my way home from work, uh, I started, I started playing some, um, playing some Mob Deep. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know everybody's favorite Shook Ones Part Two, Survival of the Fittest, Quiet Storm, yeah. um, Rock That Shit, which is on his first album H and I C. Um, Keep It Thorough is one of my favorites off the Backstage album. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got um, The Gold, which is on DJ Clue's Professional Part 3 album. Yep. Uh, burn. He's had hits. Oh, Burn, burn yep. Get Away, mm-hmm. um, Win or Lose, um, Hold You Down with the Alchemist. Um, this yep. goes on and on, man. So it's definitely a shocker, and um, yo, he's definitely gonna be missed. Uh, hip hop is hip hop has lost a great one. Yeah, absolutely, man. And uh, what am I? Uh, an album that I used to listen to when I was in high school was um, Murder Music. With who didn't Qu- listen to Murder Music? Yeah, Quiet Storm. That was my yeah. that was that was the shit back then. Everybody loved Quiet Storm. Even the remix with Little Kim, even better. I use that in my sets like all the time to this day. Mm. Whenever I'm DJing. Yeah, I even have the instrumental to that song too. I, of course, I do because I DJ. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so, R.I.P. Man, the yeah. H.N.I.C. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, so, man. Now on to our main topic. So you know, we we at the Codex Prime Podcast, we like to you know. Focus on, you know, some of our favorites, some of the best. But this week, we're gonna set, we're gonna focus on the worst hmm. and a lot of the failures within the video game land. Well, and uh, uh, not and not just the worst, but also uh, games that were that may have otherwise been good, but perhaps have been rather that we found rather disappointing, as well as what we what we feel are perhaps overrated games, or even dare we say dare we say sacred cows. Uh, some games that some popular games that a lot of people liked, except us. But we'll 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 get into that as well. Odds are, except Victor. But whatever. We'll get into it. <laughs> whatever, man. I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater though. Okay, okay. Well, I'll start in with some of the uh, fa- with some of the uh, failed systems that um, came out mostly mostly in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sega Saturn was one of them. Now, I will admit, at the last Freddy Cup, we broke up with a Sega Saturn. We started playing Children of the Atom, mm-hmm. um, X Men: Children of the Atom, and X Men versus Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, those games in Jet in particular. I enjoy it, but the rest of the like the system itself like didn't even last long. No, no. I think it probably lasted probably like two months. I want to say two months. I think it lasted like maybe like a couple years. I would um, say so too. I never had it. I was still playing regular Sega. 
Yeah. And then moving it. And no, at that time, the PlayStation did come out. The yeah. first PlayStation, and that was it. That's when every that's what was kicking everybody's ass. Mm. Yeah, like the Sega Saturn had a had a relatively short life. Um, I remember uh, the the first two games I played for that console was Nights into Dreams. Um, I don't know. It's like you, you had it. No, I didn't have it. Like I, I used to. I used to. I, like I would go. I would go to stores like Toys R Us and just play it. Like oh, the actual, okay. <laughs> like the game or. Um, uh, but but um, which was which was which was all right. It was all right for what it was. I don't have any. You know. I was kind of like indifferent towards it, but the one game that I really liked, that I really enjoyed, and I wish I did uh, uh, get a Saturn, perhaps just for this game, was Panzer Dragoon. I, which it, it was like a yeah, it was like it was like a rail shooter. Like you kind of rode like the uh, a dragon like creature, and you just like rode through like canyons and like seas, and you just like shoot down like uh, flying demons and other enemies coming mm-hmm. at you. Um, it was kind of like a better version of Star Fox. Um, it, there, there were like, like a, there were like a few games that came out for that for that uh, sis, for that series. Yeah, um, I, I thought it, I thought it was cool. Um, also, um, another game that I that I really I, I didn't play too much of it. I only played it like briefly, but it but looking back on it, it was actually actually pretty cool. Guardian Heroes. Okay. Have you have you have you played it at all? Dude, I barely remember Sega Saturn. No, well, that's how much of a flash of the pan it was. Well, Guardian Heroes, it was one of those games that you know was one. It was one of the more more beloved games for the console. It was like a it was like a hack and slash RPG. Okay. And there was like a Game Boy Advance version that came out, which was rather disappointing. Um, it was like a shadow of what the Sega Saturn game was. Um, that's usually what, but back then, like all the like. The handheld versions of like the console games were just like, like you said, what back shadow? It was like a shadow. Yeah, a shadow but, of it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's what they. That's what they were back in the day. So I wouldn't. If you got a handheld version of the game, you wasn't mm-hmm. gonna get much. Now I will say that you know the Saturn did have a couple of games, like a couple of good games, like the Dragoon, Panzer Dragoon, and uh, Guardian Heroes. I would like to see those games be released, like. From, like an HD remake, like like an HD remake, or even just like maybe the originals, like from like you can buy like from either Xbox or like the PlayStation Store, so so uh, gen- current generations can play those games. But since those we are, those are really good. But since we are focusing, we are focusing on the worst. Mm-hmm. The, the, I mentioned this last week mm-hmm. or the week before the Street Fighter movie video game. Oh my god! Like, like Jesus, that was awful. I mean, the movie itself was terrible enough, but then you had then you had the game. Some which, people actually like it for some reason. Like that actually had like a cult. That has like a cult following, which I don't understand why. And sadly enough, that was Raúl Julia's final right, film. Yeah, yeah. Raúl Julia was the man. Oh yeah, he was. I only saw him in the Adams Family movies and Street Fighter, but he was a fucking man. Oh yeah, and Kiss of the Spider Woman. That was great too. Yeah, I never seen that. Yeah, it was a great film, but uh, but yeah, uh. Like Street Fighter, the the movie, the game. It was like it was like the Street Fighter characters, but it was trying to like ape the Mortal Kombat engine. That's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Like Blanca was all extra tall and just like, and it it, it was just bad. It was bad. Ken looked like a stockbroker mm-hmm. with a karate gi on. Um, it, that's as far as I got with it. I was like, man, take this shit off. <laughs> like, and, and you know what was funny too was like, it, it came out in like the mid nineties. It was so bad, I swore, and I got in trouble for swearing because I was playing that game. <laughs> like, it was funny too. Like, not only was Street Fighter the movie, the game based on the movie, like it was like one of those cases where because Mortal Kombat was like the premier yeah. fighting game, and you had like a whole bunch of like third, fourth, and fifth rate Mortal Kombat ripoffs. 
uh, that that were stemming uh, from there. Like a bunch of like no name games, like we'll mention, like with the 3DO and the Jaguar, had a whole bunch of them too. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, that was it. I, I can't even say no more of it. It was bad. It was. It, uh, it really was bad. Another another failure too. Now that we're talking about Street Fighter, have you ever played the Street the Street Fighter X games? EX. Street Fighter EX Plus Alpha. Yeah, I remember playing that. It was like a three. It was a three D cubed up mm-hmm. Street Fighter game. I remember borrowing it and I like beat it, beat everybody's story within a week. Mm-hmm. Like I literally like just filled up one memory card slot in it, of it. That was I actually played it on PlayStation. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, like, dude, Street Fighter. Should just, I'm glad they're just sticking with their 2D with their 2D format. Mm-hmm. But that was just, yeah, that was a bad one. Oh yeah, that was a bad one. We acknowledge that bad one. Mm, that for sure. Uh, moving on to the 3DO. I don't know anybody who's actually even owned one. I've, you know, the the 3DO was one of those. It was Panasonic's console. Anybody watching? If you did, please let us know if you did. Now the Panasonic 3DO that was a it was a hyped console that I've never seen a copy a copy of that console sold in any store growing up. Like I've seen I've always seen like reviews of the games like in GamePro magazine or EGM. Yeah. Like I remember like the hype was just the hype was huge and I think it only lasted like a week. Yeah, like it, it, I mean like I saw reviews it in, lasted a few years but yeah. I don't know anybody who owned it. Yeah, I mean like all the other game all the other games that they had were for other systems like Battle Chess, my dad owned it. My dad's a gamer. He owned he owned it for the regular Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Wow. My dad played a lot of chess games. Mm. So um everybody played Doom on the computer. Of course. It's software. Uh, exactly. Yeah, all, a lot of their games were just for other systems. What's up, Vani? Mm-hmm. But um like other than that, I, I didn't even know what the 3DO looked like, mm-hmm. or at least I forgot what it looked like, and I just was reminded when we was preparing to do this episode. Yeah, like it, like I don't know if you heard of this console, but it was like there was a console that came out around the same time as the 3DO. It was also a failure uh, called the Philips CDI. Couldn't even tell you. Well, yeah. th- well, the Philips CDI. It was like a. I had my Sega. I was happy. Well, I had a Super Nintendo, so I was content too. But like the Philips CDI was another failed console, and it came out around the same time as a Panasonic 3DO, so they were both uh, in competition. And the Philips CDI was initially going to be um, a part of Nintendo's of the Super Nintendo's uh, lineup. Mm-hmm. Like it was going to be like a CD-based add-on to that to the SNES. Yeah. And then like and and Philips even went so far as to creating like um, uh, like. Uh, a Zelda game and like a Mario game as well. It was like it was like a, it, but it wasn't like a, like an interactive game so much as like a, in the same vein as Dragon's Lair. It was like a, it was like basically a full motion video. And it was like a choose your own adventure type deal. Okay, like the Telltale games. Yeah, and like yeah, kind of like the Telltale games, except poorly drawn, okay. poorly animated, shit voice acting, and just all around terrible. Even by '90s standards, you can't even you can't even play those games or watch clips of it of those games on YouTube with, um, with a, like he's back. With the an, most, he's back. I didn't mean to interrupt, but yeah. the most diabolical hater this side of the Mississippi is back. What's going on, Kyle? <laughs> hey, welcome to the show, Kyle. But like, but like those those uh, Mario and Zelda games on the CDI, you can't even play those games or or with like a with a ironic. You can't even play those games ironically. Basically, those games are genuine shit by any standard. I'm sorry. Kyle says, I'm just here to shout out Overwatch. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm not going to start the great Overwatch <laughs> oh, battle yeah, part yeah. two, so oh, yeah, you have that. Show. 
Yeah, Overwatch. Yeah, whatever. Hey, I can't knock it. But I hmm. mean, I can, we can one say we can agree on one thing. Hmm. Overwatch is certainly better than the Nintendo's Virtual Boy. Oh man. Did you did you purchase a, a Virtual Boy? No, I was happy with a Sega. <laughs> <laughs> now like no, like, I don't know if it was just me, but I remember uh, uh, playing the Virtual Boy like in stores. And did your eyes water like after like uh, like like a minute? Yeah, uh, I'm, yeah, because you're literally like it's like you're going to get your eyes tested playing a game, but you're literally just watching blocks. Yeah, like just red blocks. Yeah, like the, like the Virtual Boy, it came out in like 95, 96, and it was like Nintendo's uh, four-way into like 3D virtual reality. Whoa! But I saw no third dimension. There really wasn't. It was 2D sprites, and it was red and black. Yeah. And like, I remember like going, like playing Mario Tennis for it, and like after a minute, my eyes started to well up with tears. I was just tearing up because like I couldn't take it. After like you a minute. did last week? Well, what do you mean last week? Last week when your eye, when your allergies were yeah oh up. oh yeah yeah that I was a different person then but <laughs> but yeah it was like it was just like that but like worse it was like man like you couldn't you couldn't stare into those like, it was like I don't know what, what it was either it was like the red was like too bright or like too in your face but I couldn't stand to play it for more than a minute at a time yeah and mind you like the game like the the console literally only had like what just no no not not more than like a dozen uh, or two dozen games for it if that <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and like like the the most popular game for it, I remember it was I, re, I remember re, reading uh, Nintendo Power magazines. Like, I used to get I used to subscribe to that. Yeah, me too, man. And like uh, some Wario game was like the most popular game for that console. That and Mario Tennis, and like some robot uh, boxing game, kind of like Rock'em Sock'em Robots, something like that. Yeah, and and they were all shit. Man, the Virtual Boy was an extreme misfire of uh, yeah, Nintendo. That was like that was supposed to be like the new generation because they were like a lot of those systems was like coming out around like the same time. It's mm-hmm. like you was just getting a huge like tidal wave of just new systems that mm-hmm. only lasted two weeks. Yeah, like a lot of a lot of uh, like uh, uh, companies try to get into the 3D games so quick. Uh, like Panasonic. Phillips. Kyle played the boxing game. <laughs> he played the shit out of it. Really. Damn, like. Okay, so uh, how's so, your vision now, like? Yeah, man. Like, did, 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 let me ask you something, Kyle. Did you own a Virtual Boy? Let us know in the chat, because I, I want to hear this. Because he might be one of the only few people in existence who've actually bought one. He'd be the only one, in my knowledge. Yeah. In fact, um, you can. Uh, there's a headache was strong. <laughs> <laughs> I I bet it was. I bet it was. Like that, I could see why that system did not last long. But I, I know that for a fact that you can go to, like, like in Rhode Island, like you know the store of the time capsule. Yeah. Um, I know, like, I, I, could, I think that they had a, a Virtual Boy, like, in as among their uh, old console stock. Really? I, I think yeah, so. Yeah, Toy Vault. Toy Vault might have it. Too. Toy Vault might have it too. Yeah, but um, I would not recommend buying one. Not, not even ironically. Don't even buy it as a gag gift. Like, oh my. Unless you want, unless you want your eyes to burn out of your sockets, <laughs> it ain't cool. Oh man, that could be better. Another yeah. one too was oh Ed's back was good Ed. Um, hey. The Atari Jaguar. Oh, ooh. oh man. All right. I think that was another system that only lasted a week. I remember like seeing the commercials. Like it was just like an enhanced Sega. 
Not even, not a even barely that. enhanced Sega. Like it, it wasn't even on the level of a Sega CD or 32X. <laughs> if you remember those, thirty. Oh shit, 32X. Mm. That ooh, like ugliest controller ever. <laughs> yeah, f- uh, the Jaguar. Like I don't know. The, the, I don't know the, the Atari Jaguars. Uh, it was like. It was like a, like a, it was like one of those. It was like a giant hockey puck. You had the D pad. You had three red buttons, and then you yeah. had like a n- numeric pad, like a phone. Yeah. And I don't know what function do- that whole numeric pad served. I couldn't even tell you. I didn't even play it. No, like like the I remember the. I thought I was the shit when I had my six button control, my six button Sega Genesis controller. Yeah. And I was cool with that. I was cool. Like I didn't need these these systems that just tidal waved over us. I know, and then like and it then was like a flat. Those systems are like a flash tsunami. They just came and went. I know, and then like the didn't wo- even leave damage. <laughs> it didn't, and then like the one the one game that I thought was cool at the time for the Jaguar was Alien versus Predator, where you can actually play a mar- colonial marine or an alien or a predator. That was like a mm-hmm. first person game. And I thought I thought I thought the, I thought it looked really cool. I wanted to play it, but then like it, it's absolute shit too. Um, like the the, the sprite. Yeah, that the, controller was cool. After stop hating. What the six button for the yeah? Genesis? I thought I was the shit. You know what? I mean, like the six button. Kyle said the, yeah, that was the only good game for. It. Yeah, it, it was. And then like I can't remember any any of the other games for it. Um, damn, they're escaping me. But I know. But I do remember that uh, that game the most. And in fact, I remember. I don't remember seeing Atari Jaguars being sold at any stores, except uh, I went. I, I remember one day it was like ninety. It was like around nineteen ninety six. I went to Emerald Square Mall and I went to KB Toys, <laughs> and they had an Atari Jaguar. Oh, the controller. Yeah, it was. Oh, he's. Wait, go ahead. Keep, yeah. Finish up. Yeah, they had KB Toys had an Atari Jaguar on sale for fifty bucks. You can probably get one for ten now. I, I, I'm not sure we can get it for that high. No, I think that's the highest it'll go. Mm. It's ten, it's ten bucks. But yeah, the Jaguar controller, like he said, was ugly. And there was another game, Raiden. Raiden, it sounds familiar. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really remember it, but right, yeah. Oh God. Mm. And then I will. Say, okay, this next system I'm gonna bring up. Mm. I never seen anybody buy it, mm-hmm. but the arcade machine, the arcade machines were the shit. Mm. Neo Geo. Yes. Like the games that they had were the shit. I mean, you had Arrow Fighters, mm-hmm. um, Fatal Fury, and King of Fighters that both could both had the character Terry Bogart was the shit. Mm-hmm. And Samurai Showdown. Yeah, yo. You couldn't fuck with Samurai Showdown back. Yep, high five to that. Yeah. Boom. What's up? I, I, 1942 type airplane game. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, oh yeah, yeah. I remember Ride and Triad. I believe. Right, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember playing the arcades for that. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, man, I do remember the uh, Samurai Showdown. I used to play that a lot in the arcades. Oh yeah, yeah. Five dollars, five dollars and quarters would go in like two minutes. Yep. I used to play as a Golford, who was like the 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 blonde white dude with the blue armor, and he had he had the dog with him. Yeah. Um, I, I I stuck with Hawaru. Hawaru. Yeah. He was like the main character, yeah. right? And Hatori. I believe. I remember another one. Atari. Yeah, that that man, that was a good game. I want to play. Uh, yo, you know what? Like back then, I used to play uh, a good amount of fighting games. At the time, I I, re- I really do want to play Samurai Showdown. The again. fuck happened? Why'd you change them? All right, look, listen. Like the last, like the last, like for me, like the last fighting game that I really got into was 
was actually Tekken Five for the PS2. Okay, that was a good one. Yeah, and then and then that was and then I did play a a Street Fighter Third Strike for the PS2. Okay, Uh, I love the soundtrack, and then Killer Instinct. Skinner. Um, yep. Combo breaker. <laughs> but yeah, man, Samurai Showdown. I really want to play that game again, man. Uh, and you know what's funny, though? I'm about to petition for Injustice 2 is great. Of course it is. Mm. But, um, and I hate DC. But Injustice 2, Injustice 2 is a shit. I don't know why you hate DC, but. Um, I'm not a DC guy. I never was a DC guy, except for like Batman. Look, I mean, don't. I mean, nobody you- gives a shit about Wonder Woman. Fuck you! <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Listen, man. Wonder Woman is <laughs> Wonder Woman is one of the most iconic characters, iconic okay, heroes like, of all time. <laughs> you, you're really gonna sit there and fix your mouth and tell me nonchalantly nobody gives a shit about Wonder Woman, nigga? Is you crazy? <laughs> okay. With, with 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 this with this with this great with <laughs> thank this, you, Kyle. Thank you. With this great movie that Kyle came, just told me I'm a genius. With this great movie that came out. Wonder Woman. Okay, the movie was good, and I gave it his props, but really, nobody gives a shit. Name name. Four Wonder Woman villains. Are you fucking kidding me? Go ahead, off the top of your head. Ares, Cheetah, Captain Nazi, and let me think. You already got stumped. Hold on. Hold on. I can... So what if I can't name four, right, four yeah. Wonder Woman See, villains? Like I, named, I named three. That's what fucking counts, all right? <laughs> Wonder Woman, nobody's... No, Wonder you, Woman's you, not that great. You, she is great. She's an I she's an icon, and you, you're talking about Wonder Woman like she's some second-rate jabroni, you fucking asshole. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you taking this Wonder Woman stuff to the heart? <laughs> I am. You know, I'm. A, I, I I am a little hurt. I'm a little hurt because you know. I mean, you know, even you know, even with this great movie that came out, you're still gonna diss Wonder Woman like she's a like she's a nobody, like she's a jabroni. She's she's not that great. I'm a Marvel guy. Sorry. You can be a Marvel guy, but give Wonder Woman her motherfucking props. She's one of the icons of superheroes. She, she is, but I just day really one ish. Day one ish. Wonder Woman's been running it since the, since the forties. You okay, want to fucking yeah, hate she's on her? Seventy five years old. All right, but I'm just, hey, she, I don't really give a shit about Wonder Woman. I really don't. Get your life, motherfucker. No, I'm cool. But anyway, Ooh, man. Fuck you. you 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 go fuck yourself. But anyway, uh, I, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked. Um, what I was saying? Yes. Uh, rewinding it back. It's fantasy wife. <laughs> the Neo Geo. I don't know who said that. Fantasy wife. Oh, Jen. L- l- look. I thought it was Taraji, though. T- okay, listen. Taraji P. Henson is my TV bay. You're over 30. Stop saying bay. Whatever, man. Let me live my life. But anyway, getting <laughs> getting getting back to the getting back to this to the discussion at hand. I'm getting tongue tied. I'm so angry. The Neo Geo. Now, yeah, I haven't seen any of any cons any of the actual consoles being sold, but I remember reading uh, reviews of the games in GamePro magazine, and um, they listed the game, the prices for the games. The games were like priced at over two hundred dollars. Yeah, nobody was gonna spend all that money. I I, I don't know. If Sega it, Genesis cartridges were like seventy. Yeah, but seventy was well, sixty seventy was like that's more reasonable than. But you wouldn't spend two hundred bucks on the cartridges. I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was like the exact like arcade. Well, didn't they come with like four ga- four games? And a cartridge because I know the the um, the arcade machines had like four games in one machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that was the case, or I don't know if I don't know if the arcade machines like had the actual Neo Geo uh, consoles or like uh, or the equivalent inside them. Maybe that's why it priced so much because like the exact same technology. I'm not sure, but like you can it was like still buy one though. No, oh, yeah, you can you can buy a console now, and I remember Neo Geo had like a, a handheld uh, console that that came oh, out yeah. as well. Um, but you know what? That reminds me of another console that 
Um, I did. I did. Um, I did know somebody that had one. Uh, the Turbo Graphics sixteen. Wow. You remember that? Wow, I forgot all about them. Yo, that was like just lost in time. Like. Yeah, like it, I think mm. I think it like I think it was like the first uh, console I can think of that actually had like a memory card. It was like, kind of like a, a cross between like a memory card and like a, a floppy disk, kind of. Yeah, shit. Turbo Graphics sixteen. Yeah, it had a Bonk's Adventure on there. The, uh, the the caveman with the with the big huge head. He hits people with it. With it. Yeah. Mm, okay, now this one. I don't know. Some people could consider it a success, but I think it was a failure. Mm-hmm. The Sega Dreamcast. It it had a short shelf life. I wouldn't call it a failure in the sense that like the games, the quality of the games were on point. Oh yeah, Crazy Taxi, they cr- ready to rumble boxing. Yep. Yeah, you couldn't fuck with Afro Thunder. Yep. Uh, yep. Fantasy Star Online. My, the, the, that was the first UFC game I played. Oh, nice. So I mean. Yeah, it had it had a short run. Uh, had this weird game called Seaman. I was like, oh, it's like had a game called Seaman. <laughs> get your head. Yeah, yeah, but hold on, wait, wait, wait. Admit it, you set yourself up for that. Get your head. You walked into it. You walked into it. Are are you? Are we in high school? Get your motherfucking head out of the gutter, Seaman. <laughs> you set yourself up for have some fun, man. It's a podcast. We're supposed to have fun. Anyway, Seaman, the game, and I'm sure uh, I know Aris remember remembers that game because he had it for the Dreamcast. It was like he it, did have a Dreamcast. Yeah, like you had the you had the you had the microphone on your on your uh, on your controller, and it was like a fish man, right? A, a human head with a fish body. You get to talk to it. You get to give it commands. It was like a pet. It was kind of like a Tamagotchi, if you will. Ah, for, for, yeah, for the Dreamcast, um, and uh, it had it was a, it was a charming game for what it was. Right. Um, but that was one of the more unique features. Oh, Shenmue, that was that was a that was a yeah, Shenmue Dream- I didn't play, but um, Shenmue one and two. Um, there was a Sonic game for the Dreamcast too. Yeah, like a three D Sonic game, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But Shenmue was, uh, I, m- I remember playing the first game, and it was really cool. Um, it was kind of like, sort of like an open world uh, story adventure. Like, there were two games that came out for it. But then, like, uh, part three, they've been working on, uh, the creator of Shenmue has been working on a part three for, like, a f- couple years now. Like, a Kickstarter campaign. Mm-hmm. So, that's, a, that's supposedly that's supposed to be, like, the conclusion of the whole Shenmue uh, series. Um, but, yeah, the Dreamcast, if it if it had a chance to last longer, because PS2 was, like, stiff competition, and it was, oh, like, yeah, edging you it couldn't out. Fuck with, you couldn't fuck with it by yeah. that time. Like, that, the PS2, just, PS2 just came in and just started murdering people. That, and then the original Xbox and the Dreamcast yeah. was pretty much down for the count, like The Undertaker at WrestleMania. See, listen. Listen. Okay. Is this because, is this because of the semen joke? Yeah. Tit for tat. Turnabout's fair play. But, uh... But anyway, but yeah, the Dreamcast. Um, you know, I, I I was I was thinking about buying one actually. I played one. My cousin Rick had one, so I played his. Mm-hmm. And oh, there was one. There was one game that you that was awesome. Like as for a fighting game, Soul Calibur. Oh okay. Oh, you couldn't fuck with Soul Calibur. Yeah, one and two. Oh my god, I think I think Aris broke out his um, Dreamcast at one of the Freddy Cups, and we was playing some Soul Calibur. Mm, nice. That's what's up. Fuck with Soul Calibur. Yeah. I want to play Soul Calibur right now. Come to think about it. Me too. Y- you know what? You know, with this with this discussion that we're having on on all these classic games, especially fighting games, I actually do want to get back into playing fighting games now. 
I do. Thank you, Jesus. Like, thank you, Jesus. I, I mean, I, I mean, remember, I, we're supposed to be going against the party nerds and freaking Tekken Seven. Yeah, I, I mean, but here's it's the time th- to step that up. All right, but here's the thing, though. Like, when it comes to fighting games, though, like memorizing all the button combinations and the timing, like I just can't wrap my head around it. I've been trying. Look, you listen, can fi- if you can memorize the year Foxy Brown came out. I think it was 73. Okay. If you can freaking mem- remember the year that you got your 1080p TV. 2012, April. Uh, fuck, the, even the month. Shit, you can, rem- you can memorize some button combos. Well, I mean, it's the difference between memorizing... You can play and- Street Fighter, okay? You can, uh, Dugan is downright fierce. I know, down, down, forward, forward, and, and, and punch. But the thing is like... like if you, do you still remember the Konami code? Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, B, A, start. Select start. Select start, yeah. Select, yeah, select start AB. Yeah. I remember the blood code for Mortal Kombat for Sega Genesis. Okay, then you can memorize a goddamn fighting combination. Right, but here's the thing. Is there's, no, there's, there's no way around it. You there, can no, memorize no, no. it. There's a difference between, between memorizing button combinations and actually executing them. You can still do it. Like, 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 like the timing of the button presses. Like, I just like... I, I just can't pull anything off except yeah, like this, except except yeah, the most can. basic of moves. It takes practice. But here's the thing: like, like, like just practice. Okay, like just, not the game. Right. Practice. Okay. Like Allen Iverson inside. I don't know who that is, I, but anyway, I, I'm, I'm I'm just kidding. I know who Allen Iverson is, oh, okay. but I, I I was playing Injustice: Gods Among Us, the first one, okay. like over, over the weekend, trying to execute some button combinations. I was playing as Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman is awesome, and I was trying to execute the the combos and combos and whatnot. I got the basic moves down, but as far as like the more complex combos, I just couldn't do it. It was more like button mashing and whatnot. Trust me, you be trust me, you do just fine. All right, I mean, you do just fine. I mean, I'll I'll get back to. I want to play some of the more classic fighting games, but the newer stuff, I gotta I gotta. No, I, eventually I gotta, we'll get one of us will get a, a video camera for our PlayStation, and then we'll actually live Twitch stream. Me whooping his ass in Tekken. Because I'm going to be honest with you. Whether right. you're an amateur or a pro, I don't, I don't hold back. All right. I, cool. I don't let anybody win. Okay. As a matter of fact, I play video games with my clients, people with developmental disabilities, and I don't let them win. I, okay. I, I, yeah, I, I'm going. I, go ahead. I'm going I'm to guarantee you in the hell, but I don't. No, no, no. I, 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 see, I agree with that. I, 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 yeah, I, right? I, I co-sign that because, you know, no matter what your struggle is, you, you, you got to persevere. Exactly. And, and and if you actually beat Carl, then that's a victory well earned. So I agree. Yeah, with that. they won. He actually beat me once. Okay. And Good. I gave it to him. Yep. Tekken is the shit. See, thank you. Afton, see, that's why we we right here, Afton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tekken is shit. I mean it, it the, the the shit. Yeah. Wait till you play this one. <laughs> all right, all right, I got you, I got you. Um but yeah. I went wrong with the live feed, but let's just keep going. Let's just keep going with the uh Yeah. Just end it and start a new one. Yeah. Um. Uh, apparently, something went wrong with our with our live stream here, but uh, but you can hear it can clearly hear us if you're listening to us on SoundCloud. So right now, I'm just gonna start start a new stream here for our uh our uh what call it? Wait, wait, wait! No, no, no! They don't don't end it. Don't end it. Return the video. Uh, we can't get the playback, but I guess okay. They can still see us. So I All guess right. I'm still getting the uh. I will beat you both on a fighting game. I, right, you know what, Jen? Bring it. Okay. Bring it. All right. Bring now, it. now, some, now. Apparently, uh, can can anybody still see us and and hear us on the? No, they can right still now? see us and hear us. They're, I'm getting responses. I just can't watch it. So. Okay, great. Yeah, something's wrong. Carl's in. Okay, cool. Right. Uh, but yeah, uh, I will I will get into uh, fighting games uh, eventually. So okay. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what. 
you let me borrow uh, Tekken Seven when you're done with it, and right. I'll and I'll start practicing it. All right, cool. All right, Deal. awesome. Um, so what's on the end? What are some? What are some of your um, your favorite failures uh, or games that you hated that odds are I'm gonna like? Well, here's the thing: like, uh, just as kind of switch gears from failed consoles, I want to talk about a few games that you know. I wasn't really feeling, or rather, games that I used to like, but that, but nowadays I'm just kind of eh on. Mm-hmm. Um, Afton says she's scared. I am too. You ain't the only one. This might sound controversial, but um, one game that I find terribly overrated is a game that is a classic game that a lot of fans uh, liked when they were kids. I think Sonic the Hedgehog is overrated as fuck. You need a brick across your fucking head. Listen, listen to me now. Sonic the Hedgehog, one, two, three, basically any other Sonic the Hedgehog games for the Sega Genesis. What the fuck is wrong with you? You have like absolutely no soul. By today's standards, those games, those games, I wouldn't say, I won't go so far. Basic, they would just run, jump, and have some fucking fun. Overrated. Those are the most, those are some of the most overrated games of the 90s. Listen, number one, Sonic ain't got shit on Super Mario. Know that fact too. Okay, yeah. So, okay, Mario came first. All right, you can't. Not, Mario, not not just that. Mario had better games overall, but also like the whole the, the, in terms of like the control scheme. Yes, he is crazy, Jen. He's insane. In terms of like th- like how the game controls and like the level design, and like like as a platformer, as a platformer, Sonic the Hedgehog is actually unintuitive. It's not that intuitive of a platformer, like because as Sonic, you're you're running, you're running like mad fast. Of course, but but, but the controls are not tight. The controls are loose, as hell. Yeah, because he's running fast. You gotta jump. The level the level design is just the level design isn't isn't that isn't that good to begin with. It's not. It's a freaking cartoon game. It's not meant to look real as fuck. No. I'm not. I'm not talking about realism. I'm talking about like yes, the music was awesome, and not to mention Sonic Three. The soundtrack was composed by Michael Jackson. Was it? Yeah. Oh, nice. I mean, I will say this, though. Uh, the soundtrack for Sonic the Hedgehog, the, the games, they're great, especially part one. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog 1 has a great soundtrack. I cannot talk smack about the soundtrack, but in terms of gameplay, the gameplay is not smooth. Um, if, I found it smooth. By, by today's standards, it just doesn't hold up. So you know what your problem is? Sonic the Hedgehog doesn't is? hold up. You are a Super Nintendo guy. Yes, I am. And I'm a Sega guy. If you was a Sega guy, you would love the shit out of Sonic. Listen, some games just don't hold up. And Sonic I the Hedgehog, yes, Sonic does. does not hold up by today's platform and gaming standards. There's a reason why Super Mario World still holds up. Why Mario Brothers for the NES still holds up. Why Mario 3 still holds up. Sonic the Hedgehog, because those games are tight in terms of controls. They play well. They're, perfect, they're perfectly tuned platformers. Sonic the Hedgehog is far from a perfectly tuned platformer sonic was perfectly fine the way it is what's no. going on zenny oh hey what's up rosa but listen that's a name i've heard in a while <laughs> but listen sonic the hedgehog is overrated you and there's absolutely and, and, you are, where, where, and you know what and you know what? i am you vindicated are crack. You i are am smoking crack no i am vindicated because all the sonic games all the 3d sonic games that came out after the genesis era all flopped are all terrible. Okay, I can agree with you on that one. Yeah, I'm not. I wasn't a fan of it, but like all the 2D Sonics, you can't fuck with those. See, he, he's you a, he, fuck with those. Right, but here's the thing: 
you're letting the you're letting your your nostalgia rose tinted glasses cloud your vision. If you if you if you if you step in my shoes and see what I see, try to play Sonic the Hedgehog Part One today. Okay. I, I have it for the PlayStation Three for the Sega for the Sonic's Ultimate Genesis we will collection. YouTube stream. We will YouTube stream it as soon as this game as soon as this episode's done. Okay, we can we can YouTube stream it like maybe later this week, uh, but. Cause, cause you know, I, I gotta watch Orange Is the New Black, but and and, and wait, this shit ain't going nowhere. And edit this video, but still, you can you, you can p- try to play Sonic the Hedgehog today, and you will see, and you will see what I see. The controls do not hold up. See now, Zenny's now Zenny's mad. Zenny's mad at you. What is Zenny, what she is Zenny said, saying? She says Sonic rules. I'm upset. I chose to peek at, meaning this mm-hmm. live stream. Mm-hmm. Don't hate on Sonic. He was epic. Zenny, if I was in the same room with you, you'd be getting a hell of a high five right now. Listen, Zenny, friend of the show, you too are letting your rose-colored nostalgia glasses cloud your vision as well. You sit down and play Sonic the Hedgehog Part 1, and you will see what I see. The game does not hold up in terms of gameplay. Mario does. Any of the Mario games do. I don't agree. I don't disagree. Sonic does not. Sonic's the shit. Move on. All right, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on too, all right? Um... Another 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 game that uh, that in my view still doesn't hold up, St- Streets of Rage three. Oh, you got what three. the fuck is wrong? With no, you? no, St- Streets of Rage two is an absolute classic. And right, pa- yeah, okay, and, and part I don't one. Agree with that. All three of the Streets of Rage uh, games are amazing. Part three is Badusi. Damn. Part three is straight up Badusi. Part three was just as good. Okay, part th- it wasn't just as good as two. But it was still dope. Nowhere near as good as parts one and two. Street, Street, Streets of Rage three. The soundtrack was but it was unnecessarily difficult, as as well. Cheap AI, and and it was like and it had multiple endings as well. Like before, it, it's like beat the game in a certain amount of time before the city blows up because like there's like bombs trapped in the city everywhere. Oh hell yeah! That was yeah. It made it more challenging. The games. Trust me, me and my cousin Joe, we went in on all three of those Streets of Rage games, and we got those endings. Streets of Rage. We Street's- made sure we was getting them endings, and it was the shit. Streets of Rage three sucked. I'm sorry. Parts one and two, awesome. The soundtrack for part two, one of my favorite of all time. And you cannot fuck with Streets of Rage two and or right. one. I, I'm, I do not disagree. But part three. Part three was dope. No part. part no part three was dope. No, you have, you, you have to be on dope to think that part three was dope. Not at all. Um, Perfectly sober. I'm gonna talk about another game, another game that I used to like back, in, that I used to love back in the day, but by today's standards, does not hold up either. All right. Goldeneye 007 for the N64. What the? F- you are on, yo. Are you serious? Listen, that was the yo. That was the game changer. If it wasn't for Goldeneye, we wouldn't have Call of Duty today. Yes, we wouldn't have Call of Duty, Time Splitters, and all that. But listen, listen to me now. All right. When GoldenEye, when GoldenEye came out for the N64 in 1997, right. it was the absolute shit. It was the bomb diggity, yes. right? I mean, it was on point. It was, it was the best first-person shooter there ever was. However. What's going on, Eli? He asked for a shout-out. Hey, shout-outs to Eli. However, when you try to play GoldenEye 007 today, after, after being... After, after being acclimatized to, you know, modern control schemes of first-person shooter control schemes of of, of dual analog sticks, okay. Goldeneye 007 plays like ass. But, I mean, you're talking about a it sy- is. You're talking about a system that's 20 years old, maybe even more. Uh huh. 
20, right? Yeah, 97. Yeah. Yeah, 20, it's 20 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, game, they're going to turn to dust. I mean, they're going to collect dust and all that. Your uh-huh. hands are used to something different. Uh-huh. You get the skill. You get, you get used to it in time, and that game will go. You, the game will still be the shit. No. Golden Eye was the shit. No, somebody out there's got to agree with me no, on this. No, no. Here's a challenge. Like after after playing like after playing you know PS2, PS3, PS4, even or even PC first person shooters like the Call of Duties and whatnot with dual analog sticks. After a year, after a decade plus of of dual analog controls, try to go back and play GoldenEye 007 and for the N64. It can still be done. It cannot be done. It can still be because done. because the N64 controller only had one analog stick. Okay. And, and the C buttons, the the yellow C buttons, as like right. the. As like the yeah the, the as like, like a as second like the, directional pad yeah as like a second directional pad is unplayable. Th- thank you. The, GoldenEye is a classic. It's not a classic. The controls are unwieldy. You cannot play it by today's standards. No, it's, you cannot play it. Ask ask around. Look at look up reviews today. Google search GoldenEye Double Seven. Does GoldenEye Double Seven hold up? It does not. The movies. I was the shit. Thank you. I mean, thank you, you thank listen, you, cousin Eli. I'm gonna tell you something. Back then, back then, when 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 we had. One when we had one analog control, analog stick for a controller. Right. I was a beast in GoldenEye 007. I All was right. so good in multiplayer that my friends banned me from playing it because I was beating them so much. That's how good I was. I've had one. I had that feeling with Tekken Three. I just went to a house, went to like a house full of people, and I just beat every single one of them. Nice. That game was amazing. Quincy Thomas, exactly. Listen again. You people are letting nostalgia cloud your judgment. Try to go back and play GoldenEye for the N64, another game that does not hold up by today's standards. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I hate to break it to you. I hate to be the, the villain in all this. You are definitely the villain. But I'm telling you right you now, are I've seen the light. I'm, you're talking about somebody who's been playing video games since I was five years old, okay, 1989. Same, me too. I can tell you mad games that still hold up to this day, but GoldenEye 007 is not one of those games. Okay, Quincy Thomas just said we both are right. Are you willing to take that? You're willing that you're both right. We both of us are right about Goldeneye. Yeah. No, you're both wrong. Absolutely. He's including wrong. you too. Oh, oh, that he was... said that we're both right. Oh, I thought you said you and him are both right, and I was wrong. Okay, my bad, my my, my mistake. I misunderstood Damn. that. But listen, but listen, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I hate to be the controversial magnet. She in all this. Re- yeah, Zenny says you're. Re- I think you're reveling in being the villain. I'm not. I'm not. Listen, this is, this, is, this is not a scenario where, where I, I've lived long enough to see myself become the villain, all right? I'm just saying that I'm not clouded by nostalgia. There are many games that I've played throughout my lifetime that still hold up from the, from the 90s to Me the early too. 2000s. And GoldenEye is one of them. It is not one of them. I'm, I'm telling you right now. Try to play it with, that, with, those, with those clunky as fuck N64 controllers. After being, and you will get used to it within like ten minutes. You will not. I believe me. I, I, I no, was. You will not. I was battling those controls for like twenty minutes straight, and I turned it off. I just couldn't do it. I just could not. You still do got it. a sixty-four? It's in my basement. Yeah. Yeah, we have to dig. You're digging it up from your basement. I will dig it up. I will dig it up. But I'm telling you right now, it doesn't hold up. Um, uh, I, I, <laughs> you were clouded by a handicap. <laughs> I'm clouded by what now? A handicap. <laughs> I am not clouded by a handicap, all right? Don't 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 hate on don't hate on me, Senny, because we have different opinions, all right? All right. Move on, move on, move on. How else are right. you gonna how else are you gonna piss everybody off next? Okay, um I I I, I do have a, a, a couple more games here. Um another game that uh that I that I used to like, 
I, I still like it to a certain degree, but I can kind of see that it's pretty flawed. That that really doesn't hold up as much as people think. Okay. The original Star Fox for the Super Nintendo. I'm sorry. Th- I, listen, now, now this is a case. This is a case where I'm not hating on Star Fox. I actually still like Star Fox for the for the Super Nintendo. But here's the thing. That's a game that really it's a product of its time. The one Star Fox game that still holds up still is Star Fox 64. 64. That's the game that I point to. Star Fox for the SNES, it may have gotten the ball rolling, especially <laughs> with the FX chip, but nah, it, it's not as good as you thought it was. Okay, my man Eddie said, oh, God, no, don't go there. He went there. He went there. Let him know, Ed. Uh, Let him know, Edmund. Let him know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I went there. I hate to be the supervillain in this. But you do not hate to be the supervillain. You are loving this shit right now. Look at the grin on your face right now. <laughs> Dog, Star Fox? Are you serious? The original Star Fox for the SNES. Listen, it's... Ab- at, Remember, at, I was a Sega guy, but I thought Star Fox was the shit. I think you're being clouded by the, by the FX chip. By the FX chip that gave you the, the 3D polygons on a 16-bit console. I think that Star Fox for the SNES is at best, at best, okay. It's not a bad game. It's not whack. But if you want to talk, if you want to point to a definitive Star Fox game from back in the day that still holds up, it's Star Fox 64. You I don't know, disagree with you on that part, but yeah. you cannot tell me, yo, Star Fox for the S for the SNES, mm-hmm. really? I'm sorry, it just doesn't really. It 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 it's it, it just it just ain't. It, You'll make a lot of enemies by the end of this episode. All right, here's the thing though. Here's the thing though. For for years, not just not just on this podcast, but for years, our our friends our friends and acquaintances, right? They've been calling me a hater for 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 some reason because my opinion differs from them a lot of the time. Today it's like a self fulfilling prophecy. For years, y'all been calling me, "Oh, Victor, you're a hater. You're the yes, biggest hater is. alive. You're a contrarian. You're this. You're that." Now that I'm actually fulfilling that role, y'all can't stand it. How fickle are we? How fickle are we, huh? So now you're actually admitting that you're a hater. I am not a hater. Let this be known. Victor Omoyo is not a hater. Just because Victor Omoyo has different opinions than some people, whether it's on the podcast or or in our lovely chat or outside of the podcast, does not make me a hater. If you have a different opinion, do I call you a hater? No. We just agree to disagree in a civilized fashion like adults because that's what we do. Okay. Now we got some good responses. Eddie, yes, Star Fox on 64 was great, but the original Star Fox was just as fun. And Zenny goes, nah, if one person calls you a hater, ignore it. Okay. If all of us call you a hater, you, sir, are a hater. Listen. Hating. Acting saying hate, 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 hate. All y'all need to get your lives, all right? I'm in the right, and y'all notice. If y'all play these aforementioned games that I mentioned, huh. You would you would understand. As a matter of fact, well, I'm gonna issue a challenge. If you guys can somehow, some way, I know a lot of us are adults and we got lives and everything, but if you actually have have the time and have a chance to play any of these games, play it. Send us a video. T- send us a review and let 
him know. Let Victor know. School Victor and let him know that these games that he, these affirmation games that he's mm-hmm. mentioning still holds up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have one more example, one more game. One more game that I used to like back then. It was, it was a PS2 game, uh, which, which came out in 2001. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has its fans. Mm-hmm. But now I thought it was over, overrated. Not bad, mind you, just overrated. Devil May Cry. Which one? The first one and the third one. I have fun with Devil May Cry. I never really got too much into it, so you can go on and rant on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, so hopefully somebody in our ch- on our lovely chat could, you know. Um, I will say that the dispute that, but I will say that um, the 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 first Devil May Cry and and Part Three, they're they're very good games. They're very enjoyable, um, but I do find them a little little overhyped, a little overheated in my opinion. They're they're competent action games at best, but I wouldn't call them classics or even modern classics. Um, I haven't played the the DMC reboot, which came out a few years ago uh, for the PS3. I heard that was pretty good, but you know that's just my opinion. Um, I do have one final example, though. Uh, it's not on here. It just came to me, though, now that I'm thinking about it. Mm. One game that I do find overrated as well. Dun, even, dun, dun, dun. Um, even by today's standards, the very first Resident Evil. I find Resident Evil 1 overrated. I'm about to kick you out your own damn house. Mind you. Resident Evil 2 is still the shit. Okay. Res- I will say Resident Evil 2 is the best one. It Ever, no. Until maybe what seven? Seven's uh, good. I still got to play more of that. I'll say it's a. It, I think. I think it's for me. It's a debate between four and seven as okay. the best as the be- best ones. But but Resident Evil One, Resident Evil One, Resident Evil One was the game changer. That was the one that set it all up. Like, it set it all up. But I think Resident Evil One is overrated, man. E- e- even even the two was better. Two was better yeah. in my opinion. I have. Yeah. I love yeah. two. Two was the best yeah. one, but I don't know. That first one was a dude. That was like one of the first games that like really you got scared to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you kind of did. Um, but I, I thought that part one, even even the even the HD remake. Um, I mean, the reason why I find it overrated is because of not only the tank tank controls, but also like the the rather um, cumbersome uh, inventory system. Which, which I've been spoiled after parts four and seven. I think the inventory system makes the game unnecessarily cumbersome than it needs to be. Music for that game is creepy. It, it is. Um, yeah. And also, Eli. yeah. And, and also, like, I just, I just find, and also a lot of a, too much backtracking in my opinion for the first game. But part two is still great. I wish we did get an HD remaster of part two. Oh, I'll be all over that. Yeah. I'll be all over part two. Yeah, but part one, eh, I, th- I think. I think it's a little overrated in my opinion. Evan says you got to play that game in the dark. I have, and it's not it's not very scary. Yeah. But then again, I've seen a lot of dark shit, so there's that too. Yeah. Well, yeah. You are indeed a dark person. But hey, you know what? Like I said, um, so yeah, those, those are those are my games. Those are some of the sacred cows that I've slaughtered, uh, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately for you all. Um, if I listen, if I gotta be the bad guy in all this, a super villain, hey, direct your hate mail towards me at Codex Prime Podcast at gmail.com. Let me know just how right, just how right I am after you've had after you, all of you had a chance to play any one of these games today. And you will know how right I am at how unplayable some of these games really are. Captain, you're right. Signs of a villain. 
I am not a villain. <laughs> you are definitely owning it. Oh, man. Well, now that we're all, you know, we pretty much hate each other right now. Hey, it's all love. <laughs> it's all love over here, man. <laughs> Let's move on to question of the week. Now, unfortunately, we didn't get any um, responses for uh, last week's question of the week. So this week, Wiz, what is your favorite crossover event in nerd culture? Oh, man. Crossover event? See, this is why you got to give me these questions ahead of time, B. No, no. I, lo- I, love, those, I love those responses. Uh, crossover. Um, all right. I, I, I really got to sit and think about this one. Okay. I'll well, let you have it I first. I have to say one of my favorite ones, the one that set the bar, the one that set the bar, the one that was the game changer, the video game X-Men versus Street Fighter. Okay. That, that was like it. Like I, ne- you never would have thought in a million years where you would see Ryu going against Gambit or Cyclops, or you know, you never would have saw that. And the game was the game still holds up today. As a matter of fact, I was playing it a couple of weeks ago at the Freddy Cup, mm-hmm. and that was amazing. Eddie says Marvel versus Capcom. Okay, all right. Okay, see, and that all that stemmed from X Men versus Street Fighter. Okay, all right. I got you. I got you. Um, I see favorite crossover event. Um, I guess well for me, uh, I would have to say this is going back to 1993 or 1994, uh, the arcade game Alien versus Predator, uh, by Capcom, the uh, classic Capcom beat 'em up. That was awesome. Still is to this day. Um, also, Zenny, I think you mean Tekken versus Street Fighter. Yeah. Oh, I think there were two versions of that. There was Tekken versus Street Fighter, and then there was like Street Fighter versus Tekken. Yeah. Yeah, because like, cause, cause, like, I think one of them had like Tekken engine, and then another one had a Street Fighter engine. Street Fighter engine, engine yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, Alien versus Predator, the arcade game for, for, by Capcom in 94. Also, the comic, uh, comic book run, Batman versus Predator. I thought that was oh, pretty okay. cool. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so those are my uh, my crossover. Uh, All right. Events. Oh, and I also went did and on the comic book end, uh, the Marvel versus DC, and then they all ver- merged to the um, Amalgam Comics comic series. Oh, really? Yeah, this happened. I want to say like ninety seven ish, ninety six, ninety seven ish. Okay. Hmm. Indeed. Like they just is is like they just Marvel just. They just took Marvel characters and DC characters and just did a fusion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm forget- I can't remember the names, but um, I know one of them was uh, Storm fusing with Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually collected like all their uh, number one comics. Oh, wasn't that where like Wolverine and uh, Batman? Yes, Dark Claw. That was yeah. the only- that's the only one I remember. Dark Claw, mm-hmm. and I believe I have that one as well. I'll have to like dig. Okay. Oh, and of- but of course, like. The, the the best crossover event of all time. And and I know you'll agree with me on this one. The WCW invasion of WWF. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the, so, uh, the biggest missed opportunity in the history of professional wrestling. Yeah, freaking contracts just fucked that up. Like if Mm-mm-mm. the the what they did was good, they just didn't have the right people. 
Yeah. That's what the that's what that whole concept was. That's my whole beef was that. If they had like Flair, Nash, and all them who were on the who were under contract under Time Warner, mm-hmm. then it would have been it would have been perfect. But what they may do with what they had and mm. we we got the shit show that we got. Yeah, we certainly did. Yeah, exactly. Oh God, yeah, that sucked out a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. What could have been? So yeah, the question of the week that's going to be on our social medias within the uh, net within a day or two. So uh, you can hit us up facebookcom Prime. Uh Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast, Twitter Codex Prime Cast. Um, give us a review on iTunes, uh, a five-star review, so it can help us uh, move up the rankings. Mm-hmm. And you can also find us on Google Play and SoundCloud as well. Yes, indeed. And you can also find uh, this episode on, on our YouTube page, and the audio version will be posted on our SoundCloud page as well. Okay. And also, I do want to shout out... Um, uh, one of our huge support, biggest supporters, and uh, our friends at the Party Nerds in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, their their uh, member Amber has been recently diagnosed with endometriosis, which is a uh, disease that disease that's common amongst women, and that can also like lead to cancer. So uh, I did post this um, on our pages, and you can actually. Help uh, do- help donate to help Amber out, uh, you know, to help a uh, healer. So um, we'll be posting the links up soon. So big shout outs to Amber. We're praying for you. You're an inspiration to all of us. And um, big shout outs to the party nerds, you know, for doing that up and just being, you know, being good friends to us and constantly supporting us. So we definitely salute you guys. Mm-hmm. Amber, we wishing you, we're praying for you and wishing you nothing but the best. Mm. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And get well soon. And um, and also uh, a quick announcement too before we uh, sign off here. Um, starting uh, starting next week and all throughout the month of July, uh, we're gonna be we're gonna uh, air our Facebook live show at a different time. Uh, we're gonna be airing on starting next week. We'll be airing on Wednesday afternoons at one p.m. Yeah, I know most of you got most of y'all at work, so I know, most of y'all on Facebook while you're at work anyway. So just put some headphones on and listen. Yep. Or check or check our episodes out and leave comments on our YouTube, Facebook, and SoundCloud. Uh, the reason for this is because uh, starting in the next six weeks, I'm going to be. Uh, uh, I have a basically my annual summer job gig uh, for URI's talent development program. I'll be uh, tutoring on from Sunday through Wednesday evenings, so that's going to cut into our Tuesday night broadcast. So we're, that's why we're going to be moving our uh, showtime to Wednesday Wednesday afternoons at 1 p.m. for the next six weeks. So we'll be back at our regularly scheduled time in August. Uh, so yeah, big shout-outs to uh, TD, TD Nation, uh, t- class of 2017. Uh, it's going to be a really cool summer. But yeah, uh, thank you, thank you guys for watching us. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, we will, we will catch you. Thanks for you. chatting along. And yeah, Victor and, is a villain. Uh, I, I am. I, I wear that badge with pride. And we will see you next week. Peace out, nerds. Later.